whip up a sandwich and we'll reveal your greatest what your greatest fear is. It's okay to be scared sometime. Sometimes. <laughs> it's okay to be scared sometime. <laughs> whenever you feel like it, sometime, whenever sometime. you're ready. Be scared. Feel, feel free. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Takes on Film, the only podcast that can drive stick shift. I am Wyatt Croy, your host, along, as always, with my co-host, <laughs> Heather Davenport. Hello. I worded that sentence <laughs> as weird as possible. Heather and I are two best friends who love talking about all things movies. So if that sounds of interest to you, make sure to like and follow wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. With that being said, we've got a fun summer blockbuster kind of indie episode for mm-hmm. you. Uh, two really good movies. Two movies that I thoroughly enjoyed. One of them I've seen twice so far, and one of oh. them might be on my top of the year list. Top five, top ten maybe. We'll see how the year pans out, but I really, really liked it. I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. But before we do that, We've got a little quiz. Mm. And if you listen to our podcast a lot, you know that we do love our quizzes here. Uh, Both our um, BuzzFeed quizzes and our good quizzes. Uh, (laughs) And typically, typically, just kidding. We do love BuzzFeed, kind (laughs) of. Typically, these quizzes are given to me as I am um, just so smart. Just Mm. so, so smart. And I'm just quiz master here wow um so you know normally these are thrown my way um did you ever think that maybe it's not because you're good at giving quizzes or good at taking quizzes but that i'm good at giving quizzes i was actually i was gonna make the joke that it's probably not that i'm good at like taking quizzes but that i'm just really bad at giving them (laughs) Um, we're on the same page (laughs) yeah yeah it goes both ways no, but we're going to switch it up today. Uh, I am going to give Heather a little quiz. Uh, the title of this quiz, Heather, do you want to do you want to reveal it or do you want me to say it? Oh, you can because I already closed it down. Got it. Okay. This is once again from our friends at BuzzFeed and uh, it is whip up a sandwich and we'll reveal what your greatest fear is. Yeah. How we decided on this quiz, I do not know. I think Heather just randomly saw this and mm. we uh, are creatively b- bankrupt uh, right now. And so <laughs> we thought, you know what? This is the way to go. So let's build a sandwich. Let's have Heather build a sandwich. Yeah. And then BuzzFeed will tell us what her greatest fear is. So like all good sandwiches, you start with the bread. We've got six options <laughs> for you. We've got rye, sourdough, pita, brioche whole wheat or multigrain? Well, before you started listing off all of the bread options, Mm -hmm. I was actually going to share that earlier this week, I actually made a really delicious sandwich to take in my lunch to work. And I think part of what made it so delicious was the fact that it was on a brioche bun from Trader Mm. Joe's. So for um, continuity's sake, I'll go with brioche. Okay, let's do it. 
Although I do love a good sourdough. I already, I already fucking fear I know. those brioche. I Jeez. know. I know. Brioche is I great. Think, I think your biggest fear is decision making. I think we're already seeing <laughs> Honestly, that. That's probably that correct. Might be what happens. Yeah. If you like go back and switch your answers, that's what it yeah. gives you. All right. Got to choose a sauce. Okay. You want ranch, ketchup, no sauce at all, mustard, barbecue sauce. Ha ha, that one funny sauce with less than five letters. <laughs> Wait, what, is what does that, that mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. So one of the options is literally, ha ha, that one funny sauce with less than five letters. <sighs> but like, what? what even could that be? Like... I was thinking like BBQ, but barbecue sauce is already an option. Okay. And also, I, it would make sense if they said more than five letters and they were referencing like Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Sure. Worcestershire, sure. Worcestershire. Yeah. It's like, oh, it has a funny name. You can't say it. So we're going to. Yeah. Man, that would have sucked if it came up to that and I had to try to pronounce that correctly, which I guess <laughs> I, I did just kind of try. Okay. So um, I don't know. Decide whatever you think that sauce is, but we got ranch, ketchup. Which also ketchup on a, ketchup. On a sandwich, yeah. yeah. No sauce, mustard. There's no mayo on this. Is that what it's talking about? Maybe mayo? that's what it's talking about. Mayo. Yeah, which is very, is a pretty go-to, but, but it's like, not very funny. I don't. I don't find mayo that amusing. I think okay. mayo has like one or two good jokes that I know of, but like other than that, I don't find uh, them that funny. Um here's here okay i will answer this and i understand that me giving a like in-depth response to everyone goes back to my issue with indecision i'm having a difficult time choosing this because i'm not sure what is still to come sure. so i can't i i feel like a sauce such as like a ranch or a barbecue mm -hmm. goes on a very specific type of sandwich ketchup it, yeah. does not belong on it a has sandwich. to match meat yeah Unless but, you go with the argument that a hot dog or a hamburger is technically a sandwich. Right, we're going off the rails here. <laughs> okay. Imagine that in the future of this quiz, you have pretty standard options for okay. a sandwich. Just like a normal everyday sandwich. Then I'm going to go with mayo, which may or may not be what they were saying. Okay. So we're going with haha, that one funny sauce with less than five letters. Yeah. All right. Let's choose some veggies. They're really, I, I mean, like I start with the meat. The sandwich oh. is, should be based around the meat, right? Well, Even the type of bread I choose usually is based on what oh, meat. Oh, sure, sure, what sure. Sauce, but they're doing it this way. Uh, choose some veggies. We've got lettuce, pickles, tomato, onion, avocado, or no veggies. Pretty good options. Good options, yeah. Um, I'll go with lettuce. Lettuce. See, the hard thing about this is choosing one. Totally. On oh, my sandwich this week, I multiple? had microgreens and onion and you jalapeno. Multiple? You might be able to choose multiple. If oh. you had to, I'm going to well, try. So if you had to pick a second option, what would it be? Probably but, onion. So lettuce and onion. Okay. No, it switched it. So I'm going to oh. go back to lettuce. Yeah, go back to Furthering lettuce. Furthering its its idea that it thinks you're super indecisive, <laughs> uh, which you are. Yeah, it's hard because like I load up veggies on totally. my sandwiches. So yeah. having to choose one yeah probably lettuce like a blt you just have the lettuce on there because it's yeah. like the most basic like yeah i love some pickles on my sandwich yeah. i love some olives some onion whatever but i'm not going to just do those cucumbers 
but like you, if you don't have lettuce, then you don't want any other veggies. Yeah. All right. Choose some fruit. Fruit. Uh, options are tomato. Cause that's it technically is a fruit. Totally. Wait. What? What? <laughs> wow. You know this already? You already took this? <laughs> so at the same time. So option one, tomato. Option two, wait. Option three, what? Option four, who puts fruit on a sandwich? Option five, oh. huh? And option six, apples. Oh. Um, you know, apples on a sandwich really isn't bad. Thin sliced apples. I'm not a huge fan of like apples with savory things. Mm. I think I had a bad experience as a child. Oh, do you remember in Bend? last summer yeah we went to good life brewery and i got it was like oh. i think the name on the menu was like grown up uh grilled, grilled cheese. cheese yeah and it had like like a jam on it and grilled cheese and bacon and like thin sliced apples mm-hmm. and like a honey something it was really good it was that really was good. just all around a, a great evening excursion for you oh definitely bartender oh, yeah. that was really favorable towards you yeah and really touchy <laughs> yeah yeah you like basically gave me a bag massage while <laughs> eating my grown-up grilled cheese <laughs> i forgot about that guy i'm going to bend this weekend i should stop by you should stop by see, see if he's if he still wants, there see if he wants to hang out yeah <laughs> i'm sure he would all right choose your fruit <laughs> um, was there an option for nothing no okay there's, there's who puts fruit on a sandwich you could say that's nothing but there's also what huh and wait it's fine i'll put tomato <laughs> okay <laughs> all right let's choose some meat you got chicken uh-huh you've got beef patty oh you've got tuna you've got salami mm. bacon and ham um all really great options um i think i'll probably go with chicken okay yeah, kind of a go-to. I'm usually always a turkey person. I love turkey mm-hmm. on my sandwiches, but not an option here. Turkey can be hit or miss for me personally. Mm-hmm. The last time I ate at Jimmy John's, which was probably at least like over a year ago, they gave me some real bad turkey and I have not eaten there since. Yikes. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. All right. Let's choose an extra. Extra. Uh, cut off the crust. Mm. A tablet to watch something while eating, mm-hmm. extra sauce, salt, toothprick, tooth. There's <laughs> <laughs> such a toothprick. <laughs> uh, toothpick through the center. Instead of eating it, I give it away. Uh, let's go toothpick in the center. That automatically mm-hmm. elevates the sandwich. It does. I personally would have chose tablet to watch something. I don't like tablet because it makes it seem like you're yeah, like a little tablet childish. kid. But man, there is nothing I love more than like getting home from work. Yeah. And just making myself a killer sandwich, kind of having the house to myself and just like chowing down that sandwich while watching Netflix on my phone or YouTube videos or something. And just that's just that's me time right there. Totally. But I do agree. Toothpick, toothpick through the center immediately makes it fancy. Yeah. All right. I hope these are legitimate fears and not like something crazy. Uh, so it's you. We have the results for you. Okay. Um, your greatest fear is hydrophobia. 
Mm. which is the fear of water. BuzzFeed says verbatim, IDK if you're scared of water, but I can tell you're fucking terrified of having any drip at all. Holy shit, get a new <laughs> wardrobe. You want to be Roblox avatar. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Why was that so savage? I know. They did not say we'll roast you. They just said we'll tell you your greatest fear. Okay, this is a little bit accurate, though, because I was just telling my coworker um, this week that it's so unfortunate that I'm at the age now where I don't get to go back to school shopping. Like, I can go back to school shopping, but I have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. And if I want and a new also wardrobe, like don't have I have to pay for to it. Go back to yeah. I mean, but I work at a university, so like the start of a new school year, like yeah, that's you true. Know, There's the excitement just... in the air. That's totally. fun. You want to have a new outfit or something, a new pair of shoes. Sure. Show but off. I yeah. have to pay for it. So. So wait, what does it have to do with being scared of water, or having no drip? Oh, it was yeah, mostly just the like new wardrobe uh-huh. uh, comment of the roast. You know. I mean, to be fair, Heather. This is a pretty boring sandwich. <laughs> I'm not saying it's your fault. You weren't given a lot of options. I, yeah. But you've you've got chicken on a brioche bun. That's kind of a weird move. It's the sandwich I made this week was a brioche bun with sliced like. Uh, okay, sliced chicken. Okay, sliced chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking not more like chunks like of cut. chicken. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no chunk, no chunks of chicken here. Sliced chicken. Sliced chicken. Um, I guess they did not specify what kind of chicken it was, so you have that right. That's better because brioche is kind of smaller. So you don't want to like, I feel like. Not you a only... brioche bun. That's fluffy. I didn't say it wasn't fluffy. I just mean smaller, literally like a big old piece oh. of sourdough. Like sure. amount, in terms of like square inches, you can put stuff on. Brioche is like smaller. So yeah. if you have yeah, like yeah. chunks of meat, like chicken, oh, like yeah, cuts yeah. of chicken, totally. you wouldn't be able to put that much on. But sliced is better. So you have yeah. brioche bun with sliced chicken. Yeah. I don't know. Sliced chicken makes me uncomfortable though. I don't <laughs> I don't trust it. Why is that any different than sliced turkey? It just I, I'm more used to sliced turkey, so I trust it more. But whatever. I'm let me describe your your boring ass sandwich. <laughs> we got ch- or slices of chicken on a brioche bun, no cheese. They didn't even ask I don't that. usually put cheese on it. Um, on my sandwiches. A, a sauce that may or may not be mayonnaise. Heather, mayonnaise. I like mayonnaise. It's boring. It's boring. It's Here, foundational. Basic. Mayonnaise and lettuce and tomato. Literally in the option where five out of them were like unique. You chose, or in a question <laughs> where five out of the six options were unique, you chose the one that like made sense. Uh, and then just a toothpick through the center. Okay. This was not that far off of the sandwich that I made this week that I said was delicious. Mine did also have honey mustard and it had jalapenos and it had microgreens. So it had some extra stuff on there, but it was delicious. I'm, I'm taking the quiz real quick. <laughs> well, you have to tell us what your answers are as you go. I know, I know. Okay, so I put on sourdough, okay. um, and then I chose ranch. Okay. I'm going to do... Mm, you're right. This is also an unfair advantage, because you know what your options are, so you can build it with that in mind. No, this is genuinely like what I would do, except for there's not going to be turkey on it, because I'd always probably choose turkey. I'm torn between lettuce and pickles, because mm. I do love pickles. 
and they do go well with their on their own sometimes like a chicken sandwich you don't need lettuce on a chicken sure. sandwich for pickles to be good sure. so i'm gonna go with pickles fruit i'm not a tomato fan mm -hmm. so that means i have to choose between apples wait what or huh or who puts fruit on a sandwich i'm gonna say wait because what seems like you didn't hear them huh sounds like you don't understand the question wait is more like urgent like mm. you like you have a problem with what they're asking You're like wait what <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just kind of a funny response to me like rarely if someone if i'm like <laughs> if you were like <laughs> if you were at subway and yeah they're like you know you're not really looking and, and they're just kind of like oh what meat do you want and you're like oh blah, blah blah and then like what fruit do you want i feel like saying like wait would be like not the response like yeah huh? what yeah fruit that makes sense but like wait like what why so urgent why uh and then i'm gonna do let's see i have some ranch i have some pickles <laughs> i have ranch and pickles go great together i have sourdough should i do bacon mm. i should have done like some avocado with bacon I do like a, I'm not a tomato fan. So for like BLTs, you know, I'll do mm -hmm. avocado instead. I don't want to do chicken because. Hmm, I'm going to do bacon. I love bacon. Okay. Who doesn't love bacon? Choose an extra tablet to eat it with for sure. <laughs> is it also a fear of water? No, this is. <laughs> This is bitch phobia. Oh, you're scared of getting any bitches, which explains why you're probably lonely. Hopefully. Which explains why why you're probably lonely this upcoming Valentine's Day. Oh, oh Yikes. man, that's funny. Buzzfeed, they really just did not give us many options. No, they didn't, and then they judged us so hard, so hard, and not very uh, accurately. No. Well, I don't know. Well. You have no drip, Heather. <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some reviews. I think Heather is going to be starting us out with a review of the latest Brad Pitt vehicle. See mm. what I did there? Yeah. Bullet train. Because it's that a was, Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Thank you for that. Because um, it's a locomotive. Yeah, thanks for teeing that up for me. Um, yeah, both of the movies this week, I really, really enjoyed. I had a great time. This one in particular um, was just a blast. So Bullet Train is the latest from director, producer, stuntman, David Leach. I'm not really sure how you say his last yeah, name. I think, it's, right? I think it's Leach. Mm -hmm. um, he co-directed John Wick. He directed Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2. Um, he was actually also Brad Pitt's stuntman for a number of films that he's been in, like Fight Club, Ocean's Eleven, Troy, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So uh, kind of fun that they get to reunite and work on this project together once again. Um, Bullet Train is the story of Ladybug, who's played by, played by Brad Pitt, who is an unlucky assassin who is determined to do this mission right. He has taken some time off. He has sought some therapy. He is generally just trying to better himself, make himself better, uh, be a better person. Um, 
However, he's ready to get back into work and he takes this new assignment that ends up kind of forcing him to cross paths with multiple other assassins from all around the world who have all kind of convened with conflicting missions all aboard this bullet train, the fastest train in the world. So, uh, and then their, their journey continues from there. But this movie, like I said, was I thought it was a blast and I had a genuinely good time uh, from start to finish. So if I had a, if I had to rate it, I think I would give it like an eight and a half out of 10. It was, it was a positive experience for me. Mm. So here are some things that I enjoyed about it. Um, I thought that this had a great balance of comedy and fun, but also with some intense action. I feel like so often we are getting one or the other or one at the expense of the other. And I do feel like this one was really action heavy and um, very much like an action film, but also had really well-placed comedy, very dry humor um, that I really enjoyed. And I feel like it, it came through each of the characters in their own way. Like they each had their own, um, bit of humor to kind of inject into things. However, I do think that the comedy aspect was most well executed through kind of our three main men that we have. So Brad Pitt as Ladybug, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Tangerine, which do you know, what was the last thing that he was in? Um, The last major release that I remember him in was Tenet. Oh, Hmm. Yeah. Um, Remember he plays Ives. Yeah. It's kind of hard to realize it's him in the movie as this massive beard and he really leans into the accent. Yeah. Um, But that's the last thing that I like major thing that I remember. Okay. Um, So Aaron Taylor Johnson as Tangerine and then Brian Tyree Henry as Lemon. I feel like the three of them play off each other really well. And um, Brad Pitt in particular, I just really enjoyed in this role. It felt very like uh, yeah, I don't know, like action heavy, but also just, oh, he, he, his character was just really interesting. The journey that he was on personally, um, the comedy that he brought words of wisdom. I just enjoyed that. Mm. Um, secondly, I feel like this offers a very unique and fun location. So the majority of the story takes place on the train itself. Um, so it's providing a really like centralized small amount of space, but they're utilizing it really well, whether that is from like decorating the cars differently, having them move in between the cars and then outside the train at times. Um, I feel like all of that kind of gave them creativity to work with. And then it's all set against the backdrop of Japan. So at each of these stops that they're getting out, out at and off of they're really short glimpses but I feel like it I don't know it was just like fun and uh, a fun environment um and then with some of the assassins that we get to meet we get a little more of their backstory like I'm thinking of um 
I don't know what his character's name is. Bad Bunnies. The Wolf. The Wolf. Yeah. Um, like his storyline, mm-hmm. um, as it is kind of filling us in and giving us background on his character, it allows us to go to this uh, kind of secondary location um, and really give us a different vibe and feel um, while all feeling kind of cohesive together. So it's very much a visual treat, especially when it comes to lighting and color usage. Uh, and I think that just contributed to just the fun of it all. Yeah. I thought it was great. There are a couple of really fun cameos. I'm not going to mention them because I felt like they were a fun surprise when they happened, Mm -hmm. which maybe you already know, um, who, who pops in, but I feel like they come at just the right time. They offer just the right about right bit of like comedic relief and surprise, um, which was a lot of fun. One of the cameos we spend a little more time with than the other one. The other one is literally like (laughs) seconds. Um, but one of them in particular is very, it's just a fun little injection. Um, and then additionally, there is a bit of a twist at the end that I personally didn't see coming. I'd be curious to know if you had um, thoughts about that. If that was, if you kind of anticipated that to come. Um, but regardless, I think just the little cameos, the little twist at the end, it just felt like it kept me on my toes, kept me guessing of what was going to happen. And even some of the like, uh, emotional through lines and stuff like that. I, I just wasn't totally sure what was coming or what was going to happen, which I enjoyed. Uh, and then last but not least, this really does feel like it has something for everyone. It is action packed. It is pretty gory at times. <laughs> it shows a lot. It's pretty bloody. Um, it does, like I said, have some emotional storylines, although I didn't, they're not so emotional that it like moved me to tears necessarily, right. but emotional enough, um, with some of the characters that we do genuinely get to know and kind of care about. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, it does have a very dry comedy, dry humor. Um, and then also a little bit of mystery, like who done it almost, mm-hmm. um, as they are kind of going, kind of going about who, what they're going about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like whose intentions are what, who's yeah. doing what. Yeah. Yeah. So heavy on the action for sure, but it does have, it has a lot going for it. So I feel like that makes it, um, maybe, yeah, just a little more palatable to some people, um, because of all that it has to offer. So anything you want to add? Um, no, I'll let you keep going. Okay. So a couple of the things that I didn't enjoy as much, um, at the end it or towards the end it just felt like there was a lot going on a lot they were trying to wrap up a lot they were trying to get to come together um and i think because of that it felt a little messy to me um even down to like some effects that come out and mm-hmm. and things like that i feel like for the most part the beginning portion of the film feels like relatively grounded given all that they're doing but then towards the end just yeah like I said it felt like it got a little messy um which I didn't love as much uh the trailer does it it does show some like fun or key things that happen so I wish that they 
maybe hadn't, I don't know. I just feel like there are some action sequences or um, different things like that, that were shown in the trailer that Mm -hmm. then kind of lose some of their appeal when they're actually happening because you've already seen it so many times. Um, However, I will say, I think I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was going to from the trailer. The trailer was great. It I feel like it communicated it was going to be a good time. Um, So I was excited to see it, but I feel like I just, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to, which was a happy surprise. And then last but not least, one of the characters that I haven't mentioned yet is uh, one of the assassins named Prince, who is played by Joey King. And I think it was just a reminder that Joey King is just not my favorite. Mm. Um, I was certainly more impressed with her in this role than I have been in most anything else she's done. Um, But... She is just not my favorite. So I think especially compared to the other uh, like male actors that she was up against, she it she just felt a little bit lower to me. So which she plays a really crucial, <laughs> not not what in you, like a, not in that way. <laughs> she it didn't feel like she quite reached the caliber um, yeah. of some of her fellow actors. Uh, and she is like a pretty crucial and pivotal character. So she was just an interesting casting choice to me. Again, it's, it's tough because Joey King looks so young still. Totally. And yes. she gives off this, like, she plays a really good, like innocent little girl. Yeah. And in this movie, she plays a character who appears like an innocent little girl, both in, um, how she acts and, uh, what she looks like. Yeah. but is actually something more threatening. Yeah. But in reality is probably not actually that threatening and more so actually scared little girl trying so desperately not to look like a scared mm-hmm. little girl. So well that that's how her performance comes off. It's exactly yeah. how it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. but then it's impossible as an audience member not to kind of see her as a scared little girl desperately trying to seem tougher mm-hmm. next to all these people that just genuinely are super cool and tough yeah naturally without trying and yeah she like she's out of her league which is her role yeah but then you you just like don't like her as much I guess yeah yeah so like I said I do I think she did what she was supposed to well and I do think it was one of the better performances that I've seen from her um she just hasn't ever been one of my like super top people Mm -hmm. so those are some of my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Who would you say are your super top people? <laughs> I don't want to get into it right Besides now. Besides <laughs> me, of course. Of course, of course. You know, this movie, I was pretty excited for it. It mm-hmm. looked like it was just going to be a good time and that it truly was. I don't. I didn't have as good of a time with this as I wanted to. And mm-hmm. I think that unfairly, a lot of that comes down to my theater experience. Ooh. I was lucky enough to see this in IMAX, Okay. which it's great in IMAX. However... There was like five other people in the showing and IMAX theaters are huge. Yeah. So when funny moments happen, even if I think they're funny, I can't hear a a cricket. Like I can't hear a a pin drop. Hmm. Maybe I can kind of hear a chuckle of a guy like literally 80 feet above me and to the left, you know, like, so it just didn't have that. I feel like this is a good crowd movie. Hmm. Um, And it, and it didn't have that. And also on the IMAX speakers, the sound mixing was a little odd in some areas, especially oh, with the music choices and the yeah. 
whiplash between music choices. I know that it was understandably supposed to be kind of whip you back and forth, but it it was like uncomfortable at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think I need to re watch it, rewatch it with like more friends or at yeah. least just in a theater that's more crowded. Um, I think that led to it, but there are some legitimate problems I have with the movie, uh, that are going to be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that the action ever was where it could have been. Mm. And it always felt like it was leading towards a bigger moment, towards a better moment, towards a more intense moment. And that mm-hmm. was immediately cut down by comedy. Mm. And <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, while I think this is a really good movie, it's very close to being a great movie. And I don't think it reaches that because the action never gets enough time to settle in and be intense because it's cut up by comedy mm. the comedy was never funny enough for me to justify constantly interrupting that option mm. yeah. it was like this is a movie that balances between action and comedy that's what those are the two feet of the movie and every time one steps and you feel like you're grounded the other one comes and steps right on its mm. toes and so the other one has to awkwardly lift off and you don't get the satisfying step out of it and then it steps again on the other toes and you're just constantly like especially in the second half of the movie yeah when things start to get more shaky structurally and cgi seems to be like they were trying to wrap things up fast yeah. in some areas and you yeah. like it just you you start to feel all the spinning plates start to wobble and you're like oh i don't know if this is holding and it's kind of a movie that revels in not holding it, it mm. erupts into this big chaotic mess. And if you can find just like enjoyment in that, in the moment, that's great. Yeah. And that can be awesome. I just personally wasn't finding it in the moment while watching this movie. Yeah. Um, performances are great. Everyone seems like they're doing really well, having fun. I agree with the Joey King thing, but I also think that that's exactly the role she was supposed to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nothing against her. I don't think it's a character you're supposed to like very much. Yeah. Um, I like Brad Pitt. I'm not really like a celebrity A-list person, like, but Brad Pitt's one of those guys where most of the time movie, I'm like, man, I really like that guy. He mm. seems like he seems like a cool actor and he does a lot of really fun projects. Uh kind of that people don't even really know about, like smaller stuff that uh I really like him for. So I enjoyed him in this. There were certain bits in the movie, especially with his kind of self-help uh mm-hmm. talking that I could tell a lot of it was ad-lib and he's a funny guy and there were funny lines. It did get a bit old for me. Sure. Only in moments where it was like, oh man, without this here, without this joke here, I'd be feeling really intense about this moment. I'd be feeling really emotional about this moment. And you're kind of just saying the same joke over and over again. Totally. Um, Weird little choices. Like there's a ton of flashback scenes in this movie. Um, You know, two characters have an argument about how many people they killed during a certain job that took place before the events of this movie and they can't decide on it so you just have like a three minute flashback of them killing the people and they look at the camera and count out how many they killed so they can settle on who's right that happens near the beginning of the movie where it's like okay that's fine um we're like getting into it he's trying to bash us over the head with his style so we get used to it Mm -hmm. we're used to all these like whip cuts jump cuts like back to flashbacks but it keeps going. And towards the end of the movie, when you're in these sequences that should be climaxing towards something big, it feels like what well, everything's been leading to. And you take this two minute detour to follow something that while funny and while interesting and while visually kind of cool, totally stalls every yeah. like momentum, momentum that mm-hmm. they had. It's just so frustrating. Hmm. And the movie does that quite a bit. And it, it just got me. It's not that I didn't even like those many little mm-hmm. stories within them, but 
it just like it didn't work for me towards the beginning of the movie they work a lot better i think the whole wolf's flashback works really well yeah uh Bad Bunny is really good on screen. He has mm-hmm. a lot of energy for not having really any dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, but the there's certain ones that just feel so misplaced and like so, so frustrating to me. There's so many flashbacks that there is like there's a discussion of two characters being in Bolivia yeah. at some point way before the film, like yeah. the Bolivia job, because they're all really assassins. And they show a, every time someone says the word Bolivia. They showed the same exact shot of these two characters in Bolivia. Literally, I think I started to count and lost count. I think probably about like six or seven times throughout the movie. Not even shots from the same scene. The same exact shot. Someone said, I was like, is this a gag? Is it a gag that they keep <laughs> using the same shot? Like, or do they, are they just so desperate to have this flashback hmm. style, constantly whatever, that they're like just reusing a bunch of the same stuff. Yeah. It was insane to me. It yeah. was like, seriously, you know exactly what shot I'm talking yeah. about. It was like, how many times are we going to show this every time someone says the word Bolivia, um, which is a lot of times throughout the mm-hmm. movie, apparently. So there were just choices like that. Yeah. That I was like, held it back a little bit for me. Again, I think I need to go watch it again in theaters. Yeah. I think I could have a lot better of a time with it. Uh, but there were just things in the movie that were just holding it back for me. However, there's so much good about this movie as well. Mm-hmm. It has a unique visual style. The cinematography is great. Inside the drain, inside the train, constantly feels fresh. They keep the lighting really good. Like no matter what way characters are facing or how the action's moving, they're everyone's always clear. The rooms are unique, have lots of personality to them. Mm-hmm. Um, even in just like the passenger cars, like they feel intentional and well placed. So great production design, really beautiful movie. Uh, lots of cool locations in and out of the train, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Um, a fun time, a pace that does drag or just, like I said, gets a little too jumbled at the end, um, but still is quick moving and joke after joke after mm-hmm. action after action. Uh, so it is really one you can go and you can kind of click your brain off and just and move from beat to beat to beat to beat and just have a really good time for two hours and then leave. And you're like, yeah, that was great. That was a blast. That's exactly what I needed it to be. Um, so it is successful in those ways. You know, if this is something that even gets an expansion, whether certain characters from it get sequels or whatever, hmm. uh, like I would watch more of this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not rooting for that to happen. I'm just saying it's a world that I would revisit. Yeah. I like the setup of it. Um, actors, like I said, do a good job, specifically Pitt, uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and um, Byron. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry uh, are definitely the most fleshed out of the characters that we see. And especially the relationship between Tangerine and Lemon Mm -hmm. is really good. Um, Definitely. I feel like has the, the most, like I said, fleshing out and and nuance to it. Um, So there's a lot of positives in this movie. There's a lot of reasons to love this movie and there's a lot of reasons you should see this movie. And the main reason you should see this movie and the one why I won't ever say anything like too bad about it, even if I do disagree a lot with some of the choices, is this is a big budget, star-led, original blockbuster mm-hmm. that we just don't get a lot of anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. I was thinking about it. To it would, People used to live in a time where they would get 10 movies like Bullet Train a year. Every year, there'd be a dozen movies coming out that were like full of stars that you know and love. Mm-hmm. 
fun, like not too heady or anything, but original. Man, to get 10 of those a year, just to, like this, I didn't even love. And yet I love it more than yeah. any MCU movie that came yeah. out this year. Totally. I'd, ra- I'd rather watch 10 bullet trains, even with its flaws, than two more MCU movies, one yeah. more MCU movie. Yeah. To even hear the theme from Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mm. I cannot undersell how appreciative I am of the people mm. who work to make a movie like this happen. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, I think it's a really cool thing. I want to applaud it. And I think that everyone should go see it. I agree. I loved it. I had a blast. It was just a, a genuinely good time. So Bullet Train is in theaters now. So go see it. I did not see mine in IMAX, but I would imagine IMAX or Dolby would be a lot of fun. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Moving on to our next review, we are reviewing, I am reviewing Vengeance, the latest film, actually the first feature length film from writer director BJ Novak. If you're unfamiliar with that name, you're probably more familiar with the face than you think you are. If you're mm-hmm. a fan of The Office or even just casually watch The Office, you'll know the character Ryan. That man is played by a man named BJ Novak. And BJ Novak, uh, people don't know this a lot, but Mindy Kaling, who plays, um, what's Mindy's character? In um, Kelly. 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 Who plays Kelly and BJ Novak, who plays Ryan in the office, were actually main writers on the show throughout its entire run, directed more episodes than any of the other actors, even from an early on. Like lots of actors will direct episodes of TV shows in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth season. Mm-hmm. They were directing episodes in the first season. Like they were, they were much more apart behind the scenes than any of the other actors, even though it's funny because they kind of seem like the two kids in the office mm-hmm. for the first five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Hang on, just a quick question. Do you know sure. who the other two characters who were also writers are? There were a total of four of them who were actors who also wrote. Maybe well, I was gonna. BJ. I was gonna imagine that most of them wrote, uh, at least like at one point in the show, or at least had parts in the writing process. But are you saying like from the beginning, early on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I don't remember why I was, oh, I think because I was talking about this movie with someone, we looked it up who the um, writers were. Got it. Who who wrote at some point. But for like from the beginning, not like later episodes. Yeah, like from, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, let's see, maybe Oscar Nunez? Mm-mm. No? No. I don't know. Who? Mindy, BJ, um, the guy who plays Toby Flenderson. And oh, yeah. the guy who plays Mose. Oh, yeah. All well, Michael right, Schur. Regular writers. Yeah. Well, Michael Schur is the creator of the show. Right. Who plays He's Mose. Also, yeah. But that's, well, that's different. I don't see him as the guy who plays Mose. I see him as sure. the guy who the made creator. The Office and then also <laughs> like has a cameo. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't count. <laughs> I did not make the connection that he was also the creator. He's the creator of The Office, Parks and Rec, Good Place, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. We just he's talked about a, him recently because yeah, of, kind of a big the Good deal. Place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, yeah. he plays Moe's. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not list him playing the cameo of Moe's in like mm. five episodes as the top accomplishment <laughs> for how I introduce him at a party. But uh, yeah. Mm. But no, I didn't know that... Uh, I don't know Toby's actor's name. Um, 
still I don't remember well, what it it's is. kind of funny yeah. i know that he's the only cast member that still doesn't have a blue check on twitter oh <laughs> which is kind Toby. of funny to me. Well, mm. I, I like to think that twitter is doing that on purpose yeah Anyway, BJ Novak, so he was a writer, actor, has written a lot since then, has worked on um, some TV shows both as a writer and a creator, but has never fully directed a film. And this is his first. Uh, It's called Vengeance. It stars uh, himself as Ben, Boyd Holbrook, uh, Dove Cameron, Issa Rae, Ashton Kutcher, um, uh, J. Smith Cameron, who we know from Succession, uh, and some cameos in there as well. Uh, it is about Ben, a writer from New York, who hears about the the death of this girl that he used to hook up with. And he hears about this when his family, when the girl's family calls him all the way from Texas, where she grew up, thinking that he was her committed boyfriend. When in reality, at least to Ben, uh, that was not the case. They were just a hookup a little while back. But feeling bad, he decides to go down and visit the family for the funeral And there the brother reveals to him that he doesn't believe that Abilene, his sister, who they thought was Ben's girlfriend, was uh, died as an overdose, as the the authorities do, but that she was murdered. And Ben, being a writer, always looking for a good story, who also has a friend who produces big podcasts, decides that this would make a really good podcast. And he decides to stick around and help their family kind of figure out or at least figure out what they think happened to Abilene and he's going to record it all and make a podcast out of it. This movie got no attention mm-hmm. from, from me, from anyone um, leading into it. There's a good chance listening to this podcast that you have not even heard of this movie. If you haven't, and this is your first time hearing about it, pause this podcast, see if it's playing around you and go see it immediately because one, because it's that good and you should go see it right away. And also, I always like to think that people listen to our reviews after viewing a movie. I think mm. they work better as compliments to the film yeah. rather than um, dis- precursors. You know, dis- precursors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but secondly, because it's barely playing anywhere and it's probably not going to be playing for very long. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it and it's still playing around you, go see it now because today might be your last chance. Who knows? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I've already seen it twice. I'm going to see it again next week. Mm. And I plan on seeing it as many times as I can while it's on theaters. This is... One of my favorites of the year. I really loved it. I was shocked by how much I loved it. Hmm. It's not that I expected anything poor out of BJ Novak, but I guess that I just, I didn't see it growing into anything more than just a decent comedy for me. Um, But how stupid was I to think that? Because as with almost everything BJ Novak has written, uh, including some of his short stories from his book he put out, uh, a couple of years ago, which I've read a handful of, not the whole thing. It's never what it seems. Hmm. There's always more to what he's saying. And he just has these, these little tiny thoughts um, that are so unique and so very much BJ Novak to have. And that lends itself very well to TV shows, quick episodes. It lends itself well to short stories and books or more just like essays just kind of having a funny thought about a saying we all say and why we say it. And then just going off for a couple of paragraphs on that. Mm-hmm. But I was worried how that would translate to carrying a story, how that kind of humor would translate to carrying a story. And it translates perfectly. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about the plot of the film too much more than I already have, uh, because it's just, 
it's a movie that delivers to you exactly what you think it would and would want it to, while also giving you so much more at the same time. Mm -hmm. And there's twists in this movie. There's um, unexpected changes in um, plot or pace or theme that come out of nowhere, yet feel so right and so satisfying at the same time. Uh, there's no moment in this film while having a lot of oh crap moments while having a lot of uh, uh, shocking moments. There's no moment that feels misplaced or unearned. Uh, the humor lands perfectly. I found myself genuinely laughing out loud through a lot of this film um, and everything else just follows suit. And it is a perfect amount comedy, Western thriller, social commentary, drama, little indie movie. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really fantastic. I, I don't know how to, to dive too much into like the intricacies of what I liked about the writing and the story without giving a lot of away. Um, and I just want people to go watch this and experience this kind of with, with a, with a clear head, with no expectations. Um, I think having expectations of what this movie is going to be might shoot someone in the foot if they're trying to view it, because I think it's just a movie that is so many things and tries to say so many things and is at times cheesy and contrived while being so genuine at the same time, mm -hmm. just like us, just like people, just like its characters. And I think just letting it flow, like there, there are moments in the movie. I, I resaw it again last night with some people who hadn't seen it before and like there's a specific moment in the movie that I remember watching the first time and I laughed. I watched it this time and I almost cried. Hmm. But Haley, my friend Max's wife next to me, she was laughing. Hmm. Max next to him was laughing, even though I don't remember him laughing the first time we saw it. So like, and, and both of those are totally justified responses to what's happening. And it's just, it's, it's like that at every turn, every bit that it offers you, you can leave this movie thinking, taking it so seriously and being like, wow, that was deep. And that was, or that was intense or no, that was stupid and lighthearted and, and funny. And, and those are both good things and they're both true. Mm -hmm. It just, it offers you two sides to every joke, to every sentence written, to every character, to every location. It's always something new and I love it. I love movies like this. I don't know how the rest of the year is going to go, but this could remain on my, I don't know where it would be honestly right now, um, but top five, top 10, it could remain on that list. I really love this movie. I hope as many people uh, that can see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have thoughts? Um. Well, I feel like I can't say too much because you seemed to be quite vague in what you wanted to share, but um, I would agree. I really, really enjoyed it. And like you said, going into it, I would expect nothing less from BJ Novak. I think he's an incredibly talented writer and um, yeah, just like the opportunity for him to put that on display and for more people to be opened up to what he's capable of. I hope that this just continues to launch him further um, down this road. Cause I think, I think he has some great insights and um, did it in a really beautiful way. And then especially to star in it as well. Um, it's just a, yeah, feels like a huge accomplishment. So um, 
I will say the, probably the biggest highlight for me was Ashton Kutcher and his character. Mm. Um, again, we won't go into the, the journey that his character is on. Um, but I was so impressed with him and I absolutely loved what he brought to this film. Um, nowadays, Kutcher Kunis as well, uh like, you know, they're, they're busy being parents and I respect that decision, but it means that when they choose to show up in a movie, like, you know, that they really believe in it. And it always just feels so special when they do, because they're both great performers Mm -hmm. and like, not all their films are perfect. I mean, Kunis was in Jupiter Ascending like less than 10 years ago. We can't forgive her too quickly, but um, for the most part, like they're great performers and like, it's always a treat to see him show up. And so, yeah, he was, he was fantastic. He was great. Boyd, Boyd Holbrook as well as Ty, uh, mm-hmm. the brother and kind of yeah. partner in crime of Ben on this journey mm-hmm. was so good. So, yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, I will say it was, uh, it was much more of a like human heartwarming film than I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. or even like, as I was watching that I realized it was going to be, but I think in hindsight, um, there's just so much to pull from it. And it is a, a well done social commentary. Yeah. I think it just has, it has a lot of really great little nuggets in it. And, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. I will say that seeing Jay Smith Cameron in her role as Abilene's mom, yeah. um, shockingly different from her character on succession. Right. Uh, and just like, so odd to see her, you know, in this kind of role, but she's amazing. So a softer role. Always for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The movie is filled like with these, these nuggets, like you said, and it's, it's kind of like, so they are, they're social commentaries for the most part. Um, but they're, they're kind of take it or leave it. And mm-hmm. I don't think that leaving them takes away from the story in any way. <laughs> I think that there's, there's certain little nuggets in this movie that like, hit me i'm like wow that's that's deep that means something to me there's somewhere i'm like "Mm, that's a little wordy like i don't i think that's kind of kind of cheesy kind of uh overwrought and that's fine i think that they're kind of take it or leave it you can simultaneously find it very contrived very cheesy or very deep and like they're both true Mm -hmm. lots of like lots of like facts about life are they sound stupid and silly and cheesy when you say them because they are but they're also probably true too and i think that yeah the movie just offers a bunch of those and i love picking them up along the way or leaving them if i if i don't really feel them necessary i think that even on a second viewing there were certain ones that i hung on to more than others as i watched certain parts of the movie Hmm. or that i just like didn't pay as much attention to this time around as i let the story unfold and it's just such a treat Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. I, this is not one that I, um, would have thought to go see again necessarily in this day. It feels like it takes a lot for me to go see something a second time in the theater, just because there's a lot to see. Um, sure. but it sounds like from your second viewing, you maybe, yeah, you obviously just, as always, you experience it differently, kind of having the mm-hmm. full picture of it going into it a second time. So yeah, maybe it's a, a rewatcher, but I loved it the first time and no doubt it would just be further 
deepened or developed after a second viewing. Yeah. I think that it's it's a really special first viewing because it is a film that is so many things and you never know quite what it's going to be. Totally. And so revealing what that's going to be, having that revealed to you is is memorable. Yeah. And so I wouldn't even say that I liked it better a second time or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just different. It's also something where you realize you kind of get to choose what it is mm-hmm. and what it will be at different points uh, as you go along or at different viewings or yeah. whatever. So yeah. really cool, really special film to me. Like I said, I loved it. It'll, it's one of my favorites of the year so far. If you have the chance to see in theaters, I highly suggest you go do um, try to find it near you. Anyway, those were our reviews of Bullet Train and Vengeance. Have you guys seen them? What do you think about them? We would love to hear from you. Uh, Either way, you'll hear from us soon. Be on the lookout for more episodes to come. Until then, watch as many movies as you can, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Go make a sandwich. Bitch. You nailed this. it. <laughs> no, I'm going to reset this. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I had this like blip in my head where I'm like, how do you say that word again? <laughs> I know I know how to say it. But also, is it like, am I like. What were the options in your head? <laughs> I was like, is like, is the CH like hard? <laughs> <laughs>